Welcome to uh, In Conversations. This week our guest is Louise Kiley, who is uh, one of Ireland's premier casting directors. Louise, thank you very much for coming in. You're very welcome. Thanks for asking me. Good, good. How are you? Very well. Good, good. Not good, bad. Good. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing? Yes, indeed. Uh, I was born in Cork and grew up in Maynooth until I was 10, which is in Kildare. And then my dad got a job in South Africa, in Johannesburg. So we moved there when I was 10. So I did all my high school career there and then right. um, came back to Ireland when I was 18 to university in Cork. Did my Cork years there and then came to Dublin in 99. I've been in Dublin a long time now. And was there any particular reason why you came back, or did you want to? Did you want to come stay back to in? Ireland? Yeah, my turn. Yeah, um, my dad was working in the Middle East at the time. Okay. I had finished my high school career. And my mom, the country at the time was uh, kind of scary, maybe a little bit dangerous. You know, I mean, it, it was in sort of political turmoil at the time. I mean, like there was good stuff obviously had come out of it, but um, but it wasn't the safest place. So, mum wanted to come back to Ireland. Um, and we did so I applied on my CAO application from Johannesburg and uh, and came back and got offered I think I got offered something in UCD although maybe I just made that up I don't know <laughs> I have a recollection of there was an option of Dublin somehow okay um, and then they offered me law in UCC so I was like I'll go there because Cork stuck in your mind and Cork was what you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah um, I was kicking and screaming well actually now that you mentioned the fact that you did law in UCC you know, you have to ask when you go and say you did law, did law in UCC, and then you went and trained as an actor in the Gaiety. Mm-hmm. Where, um, why? Yeah, well, how did it get to that? How did you go? Yeah, I'll go do law, and then. Sure. Do you know? I always know. wanted to be an actor. Right? Okay. So, like through school, I wanted to be an actor, and um, that was my dream. Um, and one, my mother sent me to this um, like guy who was really expensive and one of those career guidance people and he wasn't anything to do with the school or whatever but it was like a full day of these you know how does this triangle work with this square question you know one of those right so it was like for the whole day and at the end of the day he went well I can see that you definitely would like to be an actor but you're going to be a barrister so I was like right mom I'm going to be a barrister so this I don't know he like inceptioned it in my head or something that I had to do law no well also I did audition for Trinity and I didn't even get a recall which was, yes, age 18, devastated. Um, so oh, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt, yeah, yeah. So it was like, I'll be an actor. And then I was like, okay, but I'll be in a lawyer as well. It was like the second option that was always sort of floating around. And did you mind? Did you think, yeah, law, I don't mind that, I'll, I'll go for that, okay. I don't think or I was it kind of about it that much. Yeah. Do you know, as in yeah. like, I thought, yeah, okay, I'm, I'll go and I'll do this course. But like six weeks in, I was doing a play down in the Granary Theatre with Des Bishop. Do you know what I mean? As in me and Des were doing... Uh, no, that wasn't the first play. The first one, Killian Murphy was directing with um, myself and Ursula Rani Sammer. She was, she was a writer, we're in it. Um, so I spent a lot of my time in the theatre and, you know, I joined every committee. I'm a jo- total joiner. Um, do you know, as in, yeah, yeah. like, Rag Week and everything. So college was, like, good, but it only took up, like, kind of quarter of my brain really do you know what I mean and yeah, like no, I, I studied you. and I did it and it, I kind of got through it but I don't think it ever was particularly interesting but college life was brilliant it um, is brilliant yeah no, do you know it just is like it's just a brilliant place and a brilliant time no, I, think that, I think that happens to, to, the, uh, to a lot of students they go in they do the course and then they love college but then they come out of it and they go what the hell 
hell did I just say? I don't know anything. Yeah, oh, like, what am I supposed to do with my life no. now? Yeah, exactly. College is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. damn it. Um, um, yeah, and also I, I do think though that if I was the age that I am now and I went and did law in UCC, I would probably come out a far more educated human being. I wouldn't just be learning the, the essentials to get... You know, second class honours, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's not even a two one. There's a two two. Um, but it was just basically to kind of do it and see what happened afterwards. I didn't think beyond what I was to do. Okay, so obviously then your your passion for acting ran true in college, and yeah. you decided that after you finished law, you wanted to continue it on further. Yeah. So you went to the Gaiety. Yeah. And you spent how many years? Two years full time. Two years yeah. full time course. Yeah. Well. So my dad was in the Middle East at the time. My mom was with him at the time, and I auditioned for Patrick Sutton and. Um, did my I remember they were like be a circle be a circle in the afternoon and uh, we did all that and then I got offered a place and I was like over the moon and it was actually before I did my finals in UCC so I kind of I was like good to be an actor now so I don't need to study but actually then I had to make the decision okay get your finals at least do you know what I mean yeah yeah so um so yeah there was no question that I wasn't going to do it good because they were all delighted so you went on with the, I think you went and tried acting for a while. Yeah. How did it go? It was very successful. That's <laughs> why I'm sitting here as a casting director. Um, uh, yeah, do you know what? It was, there, it was a much harder life than I think and you can tell anybody. It's a really hard life and there's a lot of rejection, which is very hard to take unless you're able to take it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I found myself, I mean, I was... They don't train you for that in college. No, they don't. And and I suppose if I, I mean, there's a couple of things. Obviously, you know, you have to have an incredible amount of talent, like, which is what I was saying to people today. Of course you do. Um, but I think I was pretty lazy. Like, I won't lie. Like, I didn't learn my lines going in for auditions. I remember going out... Um, looking at the lines on the dart and going, ah, oh, yeah, this would be grand. Do you know what I mean? So a bit of a wing and a prayer kind of stuff. And then just feeling like it was really hard. As in, I just kind of went, oh, I'm an intelligent girl. What am I doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and at the time, I was in Castaway Actors Agency, which is a lovely community because they're actors of all ages and they're incredibly welcoming and they give you, like, very valid, lovely, warm advice Um and it's a very nice place to be and go. Um, and I, when you have to work in the office, and I really liked working in the office, and I like, I was like, I'll be chairman, of course I will. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, so I suppose I just kind of found myself really enjoying the office of Castaway, doing those kind of deals and the, all that, all that stuff. And uh, and yeah, and then kind of fell into it really. I didn't train with anybody. I didn't assist. And people say, "How do you become a cast director?" I'm like, "I don't really know." There's not even yeah, a that, that's cool. That was, my, that was actually my next question. So that's fine. I won't ask that. Yeah, yeah, um. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sure. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I suppose the short answer is I would say, well, the best thing is to you know assist a casting director for a go. But that's not what I did. I we just winged it and asked advice, and people were good enough not to lie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the Castaway Agency was obviously a big influence then, it's a big help. Yeah, it was, yeah, for sure, Excellent. for sure. And myself and Orla uh, Fitzgerald set that up together. We just literally one day went, do you want to do this? And she went, yeah, okay. And then we had like a business lunch where we like sat down and went, okay, so this is what we're going to be now. And we put out an email that evening and went, okay, so hello, our name is, we're casting directors. Um, and it was called Kylie Fitzgerald at the time, uh, Kylie Fitzgerald Casting. And... Uh, 
and then we got a job like within two hours which was to cast a short film for Liz Gill so we were like oh my god that's amazing um, so we actually we were like yes we'll do it Absolutely. you know what I mean there was no question of that we wouldn't earn money or anything like that um, and so what we did was I had a video camera which I got for my 21st birthday because um, I've always liked cameras and stuff and uh, so I had that and then we hired a lamp from Filmbase I think somewhere maybe no Cine Electric out in Sandyford and then we got re-raw. We went into re-raw and said, can we borrow the nightclub for the day? So we used the space in the the like nightclub floor. Yeah. And we just put a light in and went, ta-da, this is our studio for the day. <laughs> so we did and it worked our, well. And it worked fine. It was a bit of a smell of beer, but sure, you know, no different <laughs> to any other day. Um, so it, so that was our casting. So then, yeah, so then it kind of, I mean, we, we, we did our, we sort of, we kind of did our, like we did, we had meetings and we followed everything up and we were sort of careful about it all and and steady with it all and you know and we, you know yeah we went to the theater we did well, I suppose what we what we thought we were supposed to do but you can know like work begets work so as soon as we got our first commercial then the company liked what we did and then of course we would get another one and that's kind another of how it happened and exactly and then so you know like we live in Ireland so like it's a lot of word of mouth and recommendation and stuff like that and oh they are good they'll do it or this person's not available oh we can use that person so um, so then when Orla got cast in The Wind That Shakes the Barley um, she moved to London and uh, so she pursued her acting obviously full time and so then it was a case of whether I would continue it or not and that was at the time in 2006 when we were doing our first feature called 32A um, with Marion Quinn directing and so I just st- stuck with it and I've never looked back can I ask what you think the most challenging aspect of the transition from going from acting to casting was for you? I don't think there was any challenge. It was a joy? Yeah, it was a total joy. I mean, people at the time, like people now don't know that I acted back then, but people at the time were like, oh my God, don't you miss acting? And I never, ever, ever did. And I go to the theatre all the time and I kind of wonder, because as a teenager, I was the one in the audience going, I want to be up on that stage. And now I'm like, thank God, I'm not on that stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you you don't you don't miss it at all. No. Wow. Not a not a sausage. Like no way. No, no. That's strange. Yeah. If like and and at the very beginning, people were like, "Why don't you do that part?" No. Like I never did because it would be a conflict. But it just kind of went away. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think I just found the right place. You know that way. And I suppose if you think about like. The interest in law, which is quite businessy and contracty and all that sort, of, like I love words and I love writing and I like the business side of it and I like the negotiation side. Yeah. And that's when you do kind of, when I do kind of go right, signed, sealed, and delivered. Happy days. That's like yes, done. Do you know equally as much as the actors? So people don't really ask about that side of it as much, but there is half of its business and half of its creative. So yeah. I suppose you have to be that person. Do you know what I mean? That has that, that kind complete of mixture of both. You love the business side, exactly. but you also love the art side yeah. of so it, it as well. So it kind of ticks all the boxes that I, that you things wanted. that I like. Hopefully, touch wood. Good. Can yeah. you take us through a um, a typical casting process? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so a typical casting process starts out with um, uh, the script, obviously, mm-hmm. the script and the director. Um, we break down. We uh, there's three ladies now that work in my company. Well, there's four. Basically, there's there's me and there's Karen Scully who started out reading with me um, as an assistant um, so I would have met Karen in Castaway and then Karen left acting a couple of years ago as well and has joined and now is an associate casting director so okay. she would do the same process or she would take the same steps that I would in this next 
question and answer, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Thursday King is exactly the same. She's also an associate casting director. She um, worked as an agent and a casting director before as well. So, so depending on the project, it'll be one of the three of us that does this thing. Um, obviously, I oversee it. Yeah. You know, and uh, and like at the end of the day, it is my company. So, um, so I'm sort of manager, but I don't always do these bits. You know that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have Eva Jane as well who assists. Um, so. We start off with the script, we read the script, we break it down, we do a cast list, um, we break down the scene, like we break down the cast, uh, so say for example there's 28 casts but we know that this part has four scenes, this part has two scenes, this part has one scene, this part has one line, so we sort of break it down like that. Um, we also work out who's a cast, who's a special extra, who's an extra, obviously mm-hmm. we don't cast special extras or extras, yeah. that's a different department. So. That's what we do. Then we um, talk to the director. Obviously, we need to know who the director is, what his or her sensibility is, um, what kind of actors they like, uh, what kind of actors I think will suit the world, or you know, or the other ladies would suit the world, and what actors we can bring to the table as regards skill sets. Because obviously, every project is entirely different. different. So, so you're looking for a different thing in each thing. So whether it's somebody with a profile or whether it's somebody who can do a brilliant cockney accent or whether it's a granny who can rollerblade which we've had before like a lady in her 70s fair play to them they were amazing like do you know what I mean? more than one. Oh god we had <laughs> <laughs> we had all these elderly people on roller skates in a place in marino was it marino that literally we were like okay so and there's crash mats oh god oh my she was horrible eventually it was a stunt person of course because that's you know what i mean but they were like let's see and you know what these old people were so brilliant they were so like yeah i climb mountains i'll do this i'll be up for it i've never been on rollerblades in my life before but yes i'll do it right now yeah so that was gas so it just depends what the what the job like, it's all different it's, it's all relevant so we just work it out what what, what we need and uh, and we talk to the director, and obviously we 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 kind of do our research as you know what I mean. If, if we're not familiar with the director's work, then then we do a lot of research into that, and we kind of watch their stuff, and and th- because obviously that's important. Um, do you come in contact with a lot of new directors? Yeah, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, often a director will be you know not long out of out of uh, film school, or they'll have done a short, or do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure, um. So so then we just kind of we then it's the process. Then it's the sort of doing. We always do a synopsis. We always do the kind of our emails tend to look the same. All the information is in there for the actor. The sides will be attached. The script will be attached if we're allowed to send it out. And um, we schedule the days. We're pretty. I'm pretty anal as regards kind of time and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. you have to be very organized. Um. People say it's glamorous. It's it's not really as in like it's you sit in a room for hours and hours and hours and we get very little breaks and we we work really really hard um but it's incredibly rewarding and mm-hmm. and it's an emotional day they tend to be very emotional because people bring their expectations and their nerves and all that stuff and it's our place as i say to people it's our place to make them feel safe and so they can be brave enough to be comfortable to to do their work i suppose yeah what was the um I know it's a, it's a tough question to ask. What's the hardest project you've had to cast? That's the hardest project. God, there's so many different ways to define hard, though. As in, like... Just for yourself. I mean, like, obviously, I know that, I suppose, the scope of River Street would be huge for yourself. Yeah. But then you have something like what Richard did, where the cast would probably be half of maybe what River Street was. Oh, is it, what do you mean? Yeah. Is, it, is, is it difficult... Um, no, not really. I mean, there's, you know, 
Um, I don't find, I don't find, I don't think of things and go, oh, that's really difficult. I mean, you know, you kind of do go, go, go out, 65 parts, that's a lot. But, but it's never a problem. And at this stage, we're so kind of used to it that it's no issue. I mean, we did some street casting recently uh, for The Lobster. And the only hard thing about it was that it was cold. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a bit like, hello, my name is Louise. Na, la, la, la. And we literally approached people on the street. But it was great crack. Getting to meet the people. Yeah, exactly. And people are brilliant, you know. And great. then, like, and then, you know, you meet somebody kind of on the street of Tralee and then they come in to the Central Hotel in Dublin and they're amazing. So, like, that's the only thing that is, you know what? The only, like, the hard, hard, the only hard things is that sometimes we just get very little sleep because we work a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only hard thing. But uh, I don't, you know, sometimes the deals can be a bit stickier, but sure, like, that's life, that's, you know? Yeah, that's in every business. There's nothing that I kind of, at this stage, there's nothing that gives me, like, oh, God, this won't work. You know that way? Yeah, Because yeah. it's always a way. What do you think are the main skills of a casting director? If, they had to, if you'd say you give us three bullet points of what they need. Okay. Um, you need to be organised. You need to be... I don't know what the word is. It's like you need to have an emotional nosiness connection, something. There's a word for that with people. Okay. So what the one word that I'm trying to find is would say that when you're talking to somebody, you, oh, like empathy. There you go. Okay. You have to have an empathy with the person because you have to have a, because you have to be able to feel that character. You have to be able to feel and, and, and feel that person as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah just kind of gauge people so yeah organised you have to be empathetic and um, I don't know um, nosy yeah it's the same it's the same thing you just really? have to, yeah totally I am like totally nosy about people because it's like you know you might meet somebody who does a rubbish audition but they uh, in real life are like a certain thing and they have a quality which is just indefinable mm -hmm. and unless you talk to that person or investigate that person or stare at them I'm a terrible <laughs> starer <laughs> like really in the car I'm just like stop staring actually I'm not telling myself my boyfriend's telling me to stop staring at people. Um, but you need like that that indefinable quality that somebody has yeah, yeah. if you can then if you can then match that with the character or if that's what the character has that's gorgeous but unless you kind of intently investigate people you won't find that you know no that actually leads me on to the next question because I was about to ask you that like auditioning is a skill yeah. within itself whatever you learn in acting auditioning is something completely different to yeah. go into is that other times when you feel an actor is well suited for a part but they haven't done a good audition yeah of course yeah for how, sure and how do you deal with that do you do you let them do it again do you yeah. get them back in or yeah you do all of those things yeah of course I mean you there's no way they're going to get the part if if everybody's not 100% secure that they're right that they write or that they're capable of doing it because obviously there's money involved and time and all that sort of stuff and, mm -hmm. and, and somebody's work Um. But if somebody comes in and it doesn't work... Does that happen often, do you mind me asking? Um, not really. Uh, do you know what? The, it only happens if you kind of go, I have, I, I think this is definitely it, I think this is definitely it, and then the person comes in and they're having an off day. 
and say the director is not familiar with them so you can't I mean you can show them other work but you can't it's like that thing that I was talking about that quality mm-hmm. I can't pull it out of them and show it to the director if they're not bringing it themselves that day and you yeah. know what everyone has a bad day so so people generally trust me that they'll say that if I say we'll bring them in again if you don't mind and then that's absolutely fine or I'll tape with them and or he, the generally directors are kind of pretty cool that they'll go no let's just take our time and you know bring them mm-hmm. in for an hour and if you really feel like this Louise and if I really do then we'll we'll just do it again and again okay it's good that you give them that chance I yeah, think a lot of people I think the, the perception with, uh, with a lot of people would be that when they go in for the audition you get one shot that's it and if it doesn't yeah. go well no it's done that's not how it is no. it's completely different yeah, that's no. good I mean some, like sometimes like as in you know sometimes you're not going to hear you know what I mean we do try mm-hmm. and tell people if they you know if we're all cast and stuff but it could be weeks and weeks and weeks later Before. when we're all cast and it's you know and if you don't you know if you if it's a part and you come in it's hard it's easy you're supposed to think that you're forgotten about but you're not mm-hmm. do you know we're going to get into the business side of the mm-hmm. casting, okay? Um, those factors that influence why an actor may or may not get the part outside of their control. The question I'd like to ask is, how important is networking and the connections that you make compared to your actual acting ability? I think networking is just a word that gives me bile in my stomach. It's horrible. I yeah. completely agree, but I think one of the most frustrating things for an actor mm-hmm. would be for them to go for an audition and to find they think it went so well and was so right, mm. but somebody got the part because they knew somebody else. And which has ha- and happens in jobs, it happens in work, but in acting as well, I think it's, it's something that happens quite often. Yeah. Or uh, does it happen? I'm not sure. There is no way that an actor would get a job unless they were right for it. Or unless they were not well, I mean, you know what five people could be right for it, mm-hmm. but unless they were, they were able to do that job in a really, really, really right sense for the director. Now, sometimes the director will go, "I've worked with that person before. I feel safe in their presence, and I feel secure." Of course, that's going to happen. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, networking and being in a certain place at a certain time, just because people are going to be there, just is is false. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I like. Personally, I just want to let your work speak for itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course, like, you know, of course you want to kind of get in front of the casting director or the director, you know, but approaching them in a in one of those situations, unless it's actually called networking party, you yeah. know, like it's, 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 it's an unusual situation and it's not, it's not going to get you work. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, I quite like doing those master classes. I did one today for City Magic. Actually, I very much like doing them because it means I can chat to people in a like a nice kind of you know easy way. But then they get to do their 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 stuff, and yeah. that's that's what I remember. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody's a very nice person. Like the people that I met today are are incredibly nice. But what's most valuable for me was these clips that I will take home. Yeah. And as I said to them. You know, myself and Karen and Thursa very much share information. It's kind of strength in numbers. If somebody meets somebody, like, they'll tell me, Louise, this person's great, remember her. I'll say, Karen, remember that person. We literally go, we'll, like, one of us will see a show and just feed it back to the others. Yeah. So, um, so that's uh, the best way I can tell about somebody is, is them in action. Um, 
I can like I'm you know I meet people for coffee I'm doing it today and generally they're they're very pleasant but I have no idea unless they have a reel that they can send me a link of I've no idea if they're any good or not and yeah. so it's not incre- it's not very valuable do you know what I mean yeah yeah no I know what you mean um, so as regards an actor getting a you know I don't know all I would say is if you don't get the part it's hard regardless you know agreed uh, but yeah. I would never cast somebody just because they're somebody else's mate. That's pretty cool. Mm. Um, you regularly hold open castings invite audition submissions by uh, self-represented actors. How important is that? I mean, I know as well, I, I will touch on it later on with uh, with technology, but how important is having like YouTube and Vimeo that people can just send their showreels yeah. and you have them instantly? It's essential. It's essential to Yeah, it. it is. It's 2014. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It, we live in it's it's so simple everybody has an iPhone or a smartphone it, like stills cameras have a little video on them Vimeo allows you up to like a certain amount of space a week for free it's so simple it's yeah. do you know what I mean it's the easiest thing in the world you're on a Snapchat are you yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it would be hounded <laughs> and I you were on Snapchat I was just waiting I was like it's going to get to the stage <laughs> where people are going to start sending directors CVs of Snapchat yeah, and stuff exactly. like that so yeah yeah. Although you do appreciate a bit of innovation as well. Oh yeah, of course. But not not at twelve o'clock at night. Um, from those auditions, uh, sorry, the invite audition submissions and stuff like that, the average number of submissions you get depends on the job. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we a lot of the time we put it out on Spotlight in England as well. Mm-hmm. So then you're talking like a lot, you know. In the hundreds. It, ah yeah, of course. Easily. Yeah, ah yeah, no, a thousand up. Um, How do you filter through that? Just and energy and a bit of focus I work a lot in the evening times I'm I'm uh, I like to be quiet when I'm do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's literally just kind of filtering through and you know if there's a CV there that has a link to a showreel we'll probably watch it for a very short space of time I mean also as I say there are three of us so it does help that like you know Thursday can do it or Karen can do it as well that we can just literally but we do try and, I mean, we certainly save every single suggestion and nothing is ignored. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. all done. There's a system for everything. Um, uh, is there anything we'll actually... and address it, all of them. Is there anything in particular you look for in your showreels? Or even how long they should be or should they give yeah. a wide variety of stuff or should they be more in, like specific to what the audition is? Or um, Well, now, there's two different things there. So your showreel mm-hmm. is the, the obviously the thing which is you're saying you're basically it's general so it's going to send it's going to have everything so if you have three or four clips from projects that you've done yeah. that's ideal okay yeah. uh, some of them do this kind of music video at the beginning and that's personally I just don't like that because it just takes time and it you know it's it's a lovely little montage of people but it doesn't yeah, it's not yeah. for me so um, so I just like to watch clips that are relevant you know kind of a minute a minute a minute is absolutely perfect so yeah. if your showreel is five minutes that's absolutely great um, and then the the self-taped audition is when we've sent you the sides so you've done the sides with a reader yeah. and you've sent them to us via wetransfer.com so it's different so your showreel will be on Vimeo it'll just be on a link yeah. we don't save it whereas we like to receive the files on wetransfer um, so that we save it and then we can upload it into our private album then of the character Okay, yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? I do. Um, advice to actors preparing for an audition? 
you knew this question was coming. Yeah, of course, <laughs> all the time. Um, uh, the most important thing is just to be prepared. Just, just to do your work. As I say to people, just bring your A game. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make the character as close to yourself as you possibly can. Remember not to be working in your performy voice, just in your own voice, nice and calm. It has to feel like a real human being. Learn the lines, read the script, do your research, find out who's who all the people are. And in ours, there'll be a link to everybody, so it's not going to be difficult. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? IMDb is incredibly helpful. Um, dress for the part, bring the right props, within reason, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself enough time, as in, obviously, be on time. But if you're the half an hour before person, then be there half an hour before. If you're the kind of, I just want to go and I just want to do it person, then that's what you should do. As I say to people, there's no way in which you can get rid of nerves there just isn't they just exist and they won't go away and that's just the truth so find a way in which to deal with the nerves use it to your advantage do you know just live with it just yeah. it's just it's just part and parcel um but if you are 100 percent off book and if you know that script very very well and you know who you're going in to meet and you're not uh late or you weren't out late last night and you're dressed correctly, and your hair looks nice, and your skin has little or no makeup on, but it's fresh. Do you know what I mean? And you have your bottle of water, you're in the best possible way you can, and then it's my job to relax you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But what I was saying to people today, actually, and it it really, really, it's really true for me, is that you can feel nervous in your tummy, and you can have shaky hands, and you can be bit discombobulated in your head but what's amazing is that very little of that reads on camera so the nerves don't project or something now sometimes if somebody has a little bit of a dry mouth that's fine but then that's just water you know but this little thing in your head that's because I remember it so well going oh my god I'm so scared right now I just like this is the most horrible experience of my whole entire life like we see so little of that I mean, I can feel it as a person. Yeah. I can feel that you're nervous. Do you know what I mean? Of course I can, but... but it's probably something that when you're in the room and you're there, you'll feel it. Yeah, exactly. But, but then when it translates yeah. onto the video... The, exactly. So, so that's hopefully reassuring for the actors. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because it doesn't mean anything. Is there any common mistakes that they make? That people um, make that it's just kind of... You're thinking everything's going right and then one thing happens and you just go, that sets you down. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say... I would say everyone loses a line, but it's not the end of the world. It's more about... Like, for me, it's more about everyone makes the same mistakes. And if you come and you're prepared, like, I'm not going to be cross in any shape or form. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We just go again. The person who needs to be forgiving of themselves is the actor. Because sometimes if they feel that they've thrown it or blown it... Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or they, sorry, if they've, if they've blown it by losing their line, then they, they can't sort of find their way back. Do you know what I mean? I do. So, so it's at that moment in time when they do lose their line to go, okay, that's actually over and it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just going to move on and I'm going to start from zero again and I'm going to go and I'm going to be great. As opposed to that slightly defeatist thing which happens sometimes where they go... I book that up. Do you know what I mean? And that's it from then, and, and that's it's so it. hard to yeah. get it back. Yeah. Now, like, we will do everything in our power to reassure them, but it's such a sort of a, it's such a, it's a job interview. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, so there's all that expectation, and there's all from everybody's side, you know. So mm-hmm. we're kind of being really polite, and you know, and you're being really polite, and it's just so yeah. So we try our best, and Karen is very good at that as well, and just to kind of and Thursday just to 
just to calm people down and maybe talk about babies and traffic and Kittens. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. How's the babies? How's the life? How's yeah? Oh, I was out last night. Oh, la, 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 la. lovely dinner, lobster. Do you know what I mean? Like everything but the job, in order just to kind of make them chill a small bit and then and give them the focus time that they need. And people need different things, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, there's never, there's never. The only thing, do you know what? The only thing I is if we had a guy come in yesterday, and he's a young guy, and he's doing something, he's doing work at the moment. But he received the sides about a week ago, and the project that he's doing doesn't mean that he has to learn loads and loads of lines. And it's do you know what I mean? And all mm-hmm. this stuff. Now it is a, I think it's a nice project, but he was incredibly underprepared and. He was talking about, oh, I'm doing this and I'm the, I'm learning all this and I'm la 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 la. I was like, okay, dude, but you're like, twenty three. You've had it for a week. It's one scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's to me just my time is a little bit wasted yeah. when there's somebody who is doing a show at night and la 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 and is absolutely off book because he received it a week ago as well. So sometimes those those things, but it happens so rarely. Like the amount of work and effort and energy that actually goes into, God, we had um, we had uh, uh, some sessions the week before last in Dublin and London with guys and pretty like a big part and a really intense part, mm-hmm. and the scenes were just like like great but very fraught and uh, I mean by the end of it I was like Lula but <laughs> the, but it astonishes me how much effort and energy goes into those big ones do you know what I mean yeah. people go all out Like, and actually the, the character was described as having a kind of a leather jacket and skinny jeans and one guy bought a jacket which I would never recommend don't buy clothes <laughs> for an audition because <laughs> like nobody wants you to be out of pocket but what I'm saying is that everyone was dressed bang on do you know what I mean for the role yeah exactly the and there was guys with lots and lots of experience and there was a couple of guys with no experience at all and you know and they just came in and everyone just rocked it and looked great you know well mm. yeah so nobody's lazy which is amazing that's good yeah um, what is what's the best audition you've ever had da, da, da. are you talking about me personally it was the one that I got both both <laughs> um, has anyone come in that you just went oh my yeah, god loads of times really loads of times care to name any names mm. I'm trying to think how was Jack's audition? Yeah, I mean, amazing. But we kind of knew him before. Like, he was amazing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I met Art Parkinson, actually. Art is... Um, uh, he's done Game of Thrones. He's He plays Rickon Stark. He's a young boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we met him a couple of years ago for Earthbound, and he didn't end up playing the part. Somebody else did who was living in Dublin. And, but he had been cast in this thing, Game of Thrones, and... He was like eight or something. His mother will argue me now. No, he was seven or six or nine. Anyway, he was really small and the part was tiny. And uh, and himself and uh, they came out. Me and Karen were just going, God, my God, that child is amazing. And now he's gone and he's doing big movies and everything. Like yeah. really big. But I remember kind of going, oh, wow, that's that, that boy. I must remember that boy. He was really good. And he's we've cast him loads of times since. Um, yeah, it happens all the time. Good. Yeah. I'm glad for you it happened to one as well as you get to see that. Yeah, exactly. Um, is there one that got away? Is there one that, you know, you you ended up going, yeah, we cast them, but in the back of your mind you went... Somebody else. Somebody else should have got that. Looking back at it in the future. 
No. No. I'm trying to think. I don't have a very good short-term memory. There's nobody that I... No, there's nobody that I... No. There's nobody that I was disappointed watching. Ever. I'm trying... And I'm, I can... To be honest, I kind of forget who was in the mix and stuff that I go... No. There's nobody that stands out anyway. No. Good. I'm always incredibly proud. I do feel a bit maternal. I know people are like, oh, maternal. But I do. I kind of watch it go, ah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good. It's good that you have the absolute 100%. You're like, yes, I'm so happy with that no matter what happens. Yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? Because, like, even if you're a bit kind of like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Then what they produce is amazing. Because people yeah. are great. So, like, and also, like they're incredibly well supported because then they go on set and they do it as many times as need be mm-hmm. and they get well edited and they do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. so nobody's going to make you look bad at all and nobody is bad in the first instance but but it's only it will only improve you know that way yeah. um what i say to actors sometimes is that they have the unsavory job i suppose of having to do the entire scene from a to z in one shot in an audition which they'll never have to do on set yeah so they've got to do like their own parts they've got to do the sort of incredibly hard listening parts which is the most important parts yeah and see the entire scene through and sometimes it's three or four pages do you know and if there's any kind of dip or any kind of missing bit or the energy flags or we'll just do it again and so what you're expected not you're expected, of course you're not. Sure, Jesus, people like nobody's nobody's superhuman. But like ideally, we do the entire scene, and people do it. They come in and they they know that scene so well, every single beat, and they uh, they do it the whole thing, and and that's really really hard. Whereas on set, they they sure they'll be cut with the other person. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think then for some for a classically theatre trained actor, it's easier for them to do something like that then? You know, like they'll have their scene and they have to do the scene straight through and they'll have that and that's how they'll have rehearsed it compared to a film actor who will have been used to cuts and cuts and cuts and cuts so oh I don't yeah actually that's a good point um I don't know I mean I think like theatre has like coming from theatre has its own restrictions because people over rehearse do you know what I mean as in and that's a common thing that's been said to us is that you know our theatre trained actors they overact yeah. but that's because that's the way they've been taught well, I don't know if it's overacting as much as like it feels it feels to me like it's over rehearsing and it's performed so it's like when I'm on stage I'm allowed to do you know do I'm not yeah. turn to Lawrence Luke. but like <laughs> do you know but like you know like it's just it's kind of a different thing it's not it's not sort of bare and na- naked and raw. It's performed and accomplished. Yeah. You know, and so when you bring that to the screen, it's uh, it's hard to hear what they're saying because they're doing it in a performing voice. So we just take that away. Did and you find that with the gaiety? When you studied there, did you... We didn't do much acting for camera. We did two weeks acting for camera. It sort of wasn't in vogue then, I think, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the only, but I the no only place that we know that, that does the acting for camera is the factory. They seem to. Oh, but that's particularly for the factory. Exactly. For, sorry, particularly for film. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, just for that. Yeah. But um. Absolutely, and like, welcome. I mean, it would be great to do both somewhere, wouldn't it? Do well, it'd be great to have like. Do you think they I do think it in the gaiety now? They. They do, but I, I, I think again, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I don't think it's as, uh, as evenly split as people would like. Right. Oh really? Really? Fifty-fifty. 
No, no, not 50 50, but they get Vinnie Murphy in for yeah. three months. Actually. Wow, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. That's really good. But you're right, it, it could be more. Yeah, it would be quite good, wouldn't it? Have a course called 50 50. They call it 50 50. Um, uh, so yeah, um, yeah. So it's yeah. I think people that like I know that I just had no idea coming out of the gaiety how to act on camera at all. And people say you have to be a character, and of course you have to be a character, but you have to feel like a real human being as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Agreed. It has to be just natural. Yeah. And appear and yeah. appear that way as well. Yeah, that exactly. it is and you are that person. Just real and present and immediate and kind of normal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we're having a conversation now, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. very brave because to be yourself as a character with a camera right up here is a very naked place to be. Do you know what I mean? It's probably the toughest thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Do I have the thing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be brave enough. So, so to get that is a very brave space. So that's what I, I just think they're amazing people are amazing when they're able to do that you know yeah it's great it's great that people have that talent yeah um, have LA or London ever come knocking no no, no. if they did <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> I'd be gone no I wouldn't no 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 um, you're happy in Ireland yeah I love it yeah I love it good um, uh, I mean what do you love about it what do I love about it that's a good question um, I just love Dublin I like my life here I like the industry. I like the people that I work with. I have no, um, no kind of the grass is greener thing at all. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, if there, sometimes there'll be a job which is collaborative. So like we'll go to the BBC for a day and we'll do something over there. Or um, I mean, if something brought me to America, I wouldn't argue with that either. For a couple of days casting, <laughs> there's no harm in that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but uh, I wouldn't like to move there. Um, and I like the size of Ireland. Do you, as in, you know, there's only a couple of us really, like there's a handful of casting directors. And so luckily there's only that, there's only 10, I suppose, or eight. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so luckily somebody has to do the job. So we're in good kind of, you know, there's not too much competition that, in that way, you know. Um, and Is somebody it? did say to me before, I have, um, I have an agent myself, and when we met... Um, we talked about whether London was the next step and I just said at that point no like I have no interest in living in London I like London I, it's fine my friends live there and I go there and I do work there but I don't want to live there no Ireland is home yeah um, have you noticed a difference in the amount of projects in production now compared to the boom times do you know what my like I only started in 2005 okay so it would have only been three years before yeah and like we were lucky to get our first movie in 2006 so I never, I never was rich. Do you know what I mean? As mm-hmm. in, like we didn't have, we were only building our reputation at that time. Yeah. So I never kind of felt the effects really. You know that way. Um, I mean Jesus, like we're really lucky that we have the four eight one and we have Ireland as an attractive place to come and yeah. make film and television because bizarrely, I mean I can't talk for the industry because obviously I only know one little job and that's mine. Like we've been really busy like over the last couple of years and like my mother's like don't say it too loud it'll make it go away everybody's on the bleeding dole and people can't work and people are leaving and all this hideous stuff and like we're turning down work yeah that's 
mad. So somebody's done something right. Yeah. In order for the film industry to kind of to thrive in this, it's brilliant. It's touchwood. It's like absolutely it brilliant. And the film board has has stayed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I have to say, I I feel like we're incredibly well supported as an industry. Um, I think so. I think do you know? we, we owe a lot of it to um, Michael Deegan. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's helped so much. Yeah. Um, he's been a great ambassador for well, great ambassador for Ireland and the film industry in general. He's been such for a sure. Um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to see changed in the Irish film industry yourself? Is there anything that you've seen that you went, I wish that was done differently? I don't really think about things that much. I don't like as in I'm trying to think of like some kind of clever answer but I actually no I mean not really I mean it, it feels to me that that people are incredibly uh, creative and I'm continuously astonished by how good people are like even Jared Barrett that I was working with last, last year was like 24 making Glassland and yeah. an incredibly um self-possessed man really really nice and knew what he wanted so people are coming out of college very well adjusted maybe it's because like you're all like products of the boom do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah um, so like we're like children in the boom you were like you're perfect we're great yeah so like so so there's a lot of like like the young people like are amazing um, the actors are great I, I don't know you see what, what like I don't know the industry I only know my little section you know that way mm-hmm. As as a whole, I couldn't I couldn't answer. I don't know. Yeah, I take it you would have heard recently uh, about the factory mm-hmm. closing and stuff like that. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I thought they were moving. Yeah, I think the actual factory isn't closing down itself. I think it's just the the premises is being they've been asked to vacate. Yeah, that's and a shame. They will be uh, finding some place. But here's hoping that they're not. It's not completely closing down. No, I no, I don't know, but mm-hmm. for a fact, but. My understanding was They're that they were moving, moving. exactly. I mean, the factory space is brilliant. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a shame because it's a lovely place. Yeah. Could do a few heaters. <laughs> it's <the> cold. <laughs> but apart from Not that... Not now, it's only outside now. Well, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's grand in the summer. Uh, but it's a lovely place and it feels like a lovely place for actors to go. Yeah. And obviously, the people that work there are incredibly creative and, and like, mo- like brilliant. Um, but surely they'll find another space. Oh, you'd, you'd imagine so, but I suppose the, the space that they had was yeah so nice. It's a, a shame, like, yeah, I know that people. Yeah, they're it's like somebody I read somewhere that it's like Google has just taken over the street or something. Yeah, Google is taken there, and I think it's close enough to where Facebook is as well. And it's well, yeah, it's course. the that's Silicon street. Valley of Dublin. Of Dublin. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's oh, what I said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I I just assumed that they were moving. Yeah, I, I I think that is the case. I think they are going, but where wherever they will go. Yeah, so, I, so I suppose how is. important is the factory to um, yourself? Do you get do you get a lot of uh, actors coming from the factory loads. and stuff? Loads. Yeah, loads. It's a great. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I go in and I do two sessions. Um, for Maureen, obviously, who's the casting director in there, and lovely mm-hmm. lady. Um, two sessions a year, and they're brilliant. Yeah, and the actors are very well, like very well oiled I suppose yeah, yeah. coming in to auditions then and incredibly pleasant and um, and very talented so yeah great I mean I have to say the the more sort of workshops we do and the more people that we get to see um, the better yeah. do you know what I mean and it's a very vital resource 
because last year we cast loads of them loads you know um in everything like lots lots of things pretty much lots everything, of, yeah. yeah lots of ripper streets um i think there was a couple in damon ivor i know nika mcguigan was in stay but i think nika was in that before she was in the factory um uh but yeah loads elder trill lots of times she's fab um Sheila Moylet, yeah, they're I mean they're terrific, absolutely great. Great. Yeah. Um you read a lot of scripts, obviously. Yes. Um yeah. roughly how many a week? Hmm, depends. <laughs> uh the, the Catalyst Project had a deadline there. Basically the Catalyst Project, you know the Catalyst Project that they um actually don't. Oh no. Um okay, so there's this uh low budget incentive, which is really good, and they're gonna make I think three or four short uh feature films um mm-hmm. for about three hundred and fifty thousand. And so they had this um, these like workshops, and you you join up as a writer and a producer or a director and a producer. Anyway, they, these teams, so they put together their scripts over the kind of however long period, mm-hmm. and then they present, and then they um, put it into the film board who put together a short list, and then they have an interview stage and blah blah. So their application forms were a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we read a lot of scripts that week. Really? <laughs> it was like, sorry, the application form has to be on a Friday. Uh, yeah, come here, give us a couple of ideas for this, will you? Um, generally, a couple of weeks, three weeks, yeah. It depends, uh, yeah. Well, while you were at that then, again, kind of again, brings you on to the next okay. question. The g- genres and teams, yeah. what are the ones that particularly occupy Irish writers? Ooh, um, so there must be a few that come up that you kind of go, it's the same, you know, the same one comes up. Is there somebody, like, I suppose, uh, crime yeah. is probably a big one. Yeah, I mean, it's, I suppose it, it's the same stuff all the time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? As in, like, nobody's writing about um, cocktails and silver cars anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are writing about what's current, you know? People are writing about a lot of a lot of people. Well, a lot of those, actually, the Catalyst scripts were t- tended to be a lot about um, people leaving and, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, or coming back or people losing their jobs or... Um, people's like a lot about sort of early 20s kind of leaving and mm-hmm. I suppose death within the family all that you know that sort of the re- kind of recurring re- themes yeah, they that are, have you know yeah they are already. and uh, you know people seem to have kind of it doesn't matter whether it's kind of middle class or, or working class or whatever class it is but but within that as you know the kind of truthful themes of family and love mm-hmm. and alienation and sadness and loss and you know what I mean is there any is there any scripts that you read that you think to yourself this is and it's kind of off the wall something that you just kind of go even like something like sci-fi where you go well this is actually great this this actually should be a television show oh well I only read the ones that are about to they're just about to be made yeah or else are in development so have a chance of being made okay do you know what I mean so like I like I the ones that I read this week both were brilliant the other day um, the lobster is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, and it's it's. I mean, it's there's something been published about you know dystopian and the la la. Um, but it's. I mean, if you've seen Dogtooth, you'll you'll know that his uh, the the director's called Yorgos Lanthimos, and uh, I think I've seen some of it. I don't think I've seen all of it, but I think I have seen some of it. Yes. Yeah. So Dogtooth, I mean, is is I thought it was absolutely brilliant when I saw it, and quite surreal. Um, so equally, the lobster has you know it's it's. It's uh, but it's brilliant. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So it's it's maybe a little bit, a little bit more different, but it's um, but it's brilliant. And I like all that bonkers stuff. <laughs> do you know? I really <laughs> do. I, you know, I just think it's yeah. Um, it's good. It's different. 
Yeah. It's different. I think that's probably what Ireland needs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we had Earthbound a couple of years ago, which was which was uh, which was great fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the spire and everything in the spaceship. <laughs> I think I just gave away the ending. No. <laughs> yeah, for anyone that's watched that or was about to watch it, forget about it. Yeah, yeah no, it's brilliant. Do watch it. Yes, you've um, uh, you've just missed everything. Um, yeah. so, no. The best and the worst advice you've received. That I've received. Yes. Okay, that's good. Wow. Um. The best advice. The best advice, I think, in a work sense, um, was that uh, somebody said that there's there's room for everybody. Which I don't know is that advice. Is that advice? But basically, what she said was um, that there's room for everybody, and so, you know, if you're thinking about starting out doing something, um, and there's people already in the business. Don't worry. There's room for everybody. There'll always be enough. You know that way. Yeah. Um. So I would never tell somebody not to do something because, oh no, that person is really busy. So you know, if a casting director starts now, I'm like, grand, go for it. Do you know what I mean? As in, mm-hmm. of course, there'll there'll be room for it. It'll be fine. We'll all survive. Nobody's gonna have a conniption. Do you know what I mean? Is there many starting up, or has there been a, um, an influx or anything like that? Well, or? yeah, a co- a couple of years ago, uh, two girls started and they were doing well, but then. I'm not sure what happened um, and yeah I mean people join and you know what I mean and yeah it's business it's exactly it's do you know what I mean no. and uh, yeah yeah I think that yeah so there's so yeah and I suppose my mother obviously she tells me everything she says is correct <laughs> I hope she listens to this. that's every mother everything is always correct <laughs> yeah 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 I hope my um, nan's listening as well yeah exactly um, what's the worst advice you've received I don't know. I'm so stubborn. I listen to most of it anyway. Um, the worst advice I've ever received. I'm thinking it's something to do with my car. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like you don't need a car. I don't know. It's like something to do with my car. My car is like, ugh, my car. I learned to drive really late and I'm a rubbish driver and it terrifies me. And... Uh, Maybe it was something like you don't need to drive because you do need to drive. And I'm saying this like if you're 17 years of age and you're listening to this, learn to drive because it only gets more difficult as you get older. Yeah. Some, yeah. That's great advice to be giving the, uh, the, um, <laughs> the, the, the people of yeah. the young actors out there. Forget about your acting. Driving is where it's at. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, and also, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody said anything particularly. You know, not that I kind of took anyway and got wrong. Then okay. Because of, do you know what I mean? That's good. That's good that you've you haven't really been given bad advice. Before I have. Um, yeah. Right to finish off. Yes. We generally do this thing where we do. Uh, do you watch Friends? Yes. Have you ever seen an episode where uh, Phoebe comes in to or Joey is going to go and do like a film audition? But he doesn't know where to take the north route. The beard of bees. Right. So you know how to play the game. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Film or theatre? Film. Tea or coffee? That's so weird, I didn't know that. (laughs) Tea or coffee? Tea. Soccer or rugby? Oh God, rugby. Hitchcock or Kubrick? Kubrick. Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad? Game of Thrones. Cork or Dublin? Dublin. Comedy drama? Drama. That I I didn't now relieve my mind there, I just, I thought about that one, sorry. (laughs) Acting or casting? Casting. Casting. Mm. Before I go, who do you think killed Joffrey? I haven't watched this. No! 
I'm so sorry. It's okay. Yes, I haven't. I haven't started that yet. You haven't started. You haven't started anything. Oh God, no, 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 no! I totally have. But oh my I God, I just completely season. ruined it on you. Yeah, I you thought did. you'd been watching Game of Thrones. No, I totally have. I watched up until the end of the last one, but I'm holding <sighs> off to watch. But that's good to know, though. So I thank am you for that. so sorry. <laughs> I will never ask. I'm just have you watched Breaking Bad? Uh, I'm gonna yeah. no. You know what? I'm just gonna keep it. I'm not even gonna say anything. I feel horrible. Now. It's totally fine. <sighs> In lots of ways, I'm glad. Oh, everyone's glad. Yeah. Everyone's glad. But it's it's the the biggest. So that was it. the yeah. So that was the. That's the big the big. Commotion. Yeah, because I saw a lot on Twitter about it. Yes. Yeah. But there's a big commotion of. Uh, it's like did. the biggest who done it since who shot Mr. Burns. Did it? Yeah, you know? <laughs> who shot Mr. Burns? Yeah. That was Gaz. That was Maggie. That was Maggie. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's huge at the moment. Everyone's just wondering. Who? Of course, you just read the books. You know straight away. But. Oh yeah, my brother. He would read. He knows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's read them over and over. I would don't read the books. At least it'll keep some bit of surprise. And, yeah. You know, no, I, we'll I, do I, it I, I won't be ruining anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, so. Next time, Dave. Um, yeah. Louise, thank you very much for talking You're to us. You're very welcome. Thanks for asking me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. That Thanks was fun. very much. I'm yeah. bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, totally, it's totally fine. I'm gonna go home and tell Darren. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? J